following program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decisions. Welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The studio lines are open for your calls and questions. Call 973-267-9687. Now, here's your host, Tom Wood. Good morning and welcome to Answers Live, your community medical connection, creating a partnership of good health. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We are the largest subspecialized neurosurgical group in the state of New Jersey with six offices located throughout the state with our main office right here in Morristown, New Jersey. Let me give you some numbers to reach us. Our main number is 973-285-7800. Our website is ansdocs.com. Again, that's ansdocs.com. And please check the website for our new launch, um, which will have a lot of new material and a lot of educational material for you, as well as our Facebook and our Twitter pages, which I thank everyone for visiting and leaving us comments. Um, also, visit the AnswersLiveNJ.com website for this show, where you'll hear just new shows coming up, and you can always re-listen to the shows that you hear live on the radio. So anything you don't catch during the show, you can always visit that website and re-listen to those shows over and over again, and also get the contact information for my guests. Guests. Um, to speak to my guest today, the call-in number is 973-267-9687. Again, the call-in number for today is 973-267-9687. Today's show is one that a lot of my listeners have been asking me to bring to you, and it's going to be about hypertension, um, which is a very common ailment that um, a lot of us have, um, but it's somewhat, um, you know, questions you have about it and how to treat it. So, of course, I always look for the local experts to bring on the show, and, of course, I found Dr. Alan Gellerstein, who is a board-certified in family medicine, and he works for the Medical Institute of New Jersey, which is right here in Cedar Knolls. Let me give you the phone number to reach Dr. Gellerstein after the show to make an appointment with him. It's 973 267 2122. Again, it's 973-267-2122. Okay, now we got that all out of the way. Good morning to you, Dr. Gellerstein. Uh, good morning. Pleasure to be here, Tom. Thank you so much for coming today um, and speaking on this topic. Um, I'll probably be bringing you back for a lot more topics, so this is one that a lot of the listeners have been asking me about. Before we start talking about hypertension, give our viewers a little bit about you, your practice, and a little bit about your background. Thank you. So I'm part of a uh, multi-specialty group here in Cedar Knolls. Uh, we do the full spectrum of family medicine. Um, I did my, uh, my medical schooling at the Eastern Virginia Medical School in Norfolk, Virginia, and uh, my residency program uh, through the Medical College of Virginia. I'm an attending physician at Morristown Memorial Hospital, and I'm an associate uh, assistant clinical professor of family medicine at Rutgers Medical School. Okay, well, welcome to the show. And just for everyone, again, that's Dr. Gellerstein, and he works for the Medical, St Medical Institute of New Jersey, which is now part of the Atlantic Health System. Correct. Um, and again, that number is 973-267-2122. So let's get into the topic today um, of hypertension. And I guess I like to start all my shows off basic. What is hypertension? Uh, hypertension is what, what is commonly referred to as high blood pressure. 
and it's when the uh, numbers exceed a reading of 140 over 90. You know, most people are aware that uh, 120 over 80 is the optimal blood pressure, right. 120 over 80 or below. Once it gets to 140 over 90 is when we would consider treating. Uh, 160 over 100 is uh, stage two hypertension, which is a more severe form of the condition. And when it gets to the 180 plus range, that's more of a uh, medical emergency or uh, urgent situation. If the patients have symptoms, they may, may have to go to the hospital, be admitted. Uh, if they don't have symptoms, then it's a little bit more complicated. But if your blood pressure is that high, you should be seeing your medical professional. Okay. Um, just from <clears throat> my own experience, sometimes you go to the doctors and, and your pressure looks a little high, but then they take it an hour later or you take it another day and it's not. Um, how does that fluctuate? When do you know you really have a consistent high blood pressure that you should be worried about? Right. So we never make uh, a diagnosis based on one reading. We typically like to have three readings before we commit somebody to blood pressure medication. Um, and blood pressure will fluctuate throughout the course of the day or depending if you're doing heavy activity, if you're stressed. Uh, so it's always good to, uh, to check it as frequently as you can. I tell people if they have borderline blood pressure to keep a little blood pressure diary. Um, if you happen to be by a firehouse that has a, a blood pressure cuff, go there. If you're at the mall and they're doing a free screening, do it there. You know, even the home uh, blood pressure monitors, they're actually pretty good, and uh, they'll kind of give you an idea if you're headed in the direction of having hypertension. Okay. Who typically gets hypertension? Is there a class of people or different types of personalities? Who, who usually suffers from that? Everybody. I mean, we, we all get it. You know, it's, it's the uh, most common ICD-9 code in primary care. Uh, it's 25% of the population has hypertension. Uh, but it's more common as we get older. You know, so I tell my patients that uh, you know, hypertension is like arthritis. If you live long enough, you're going to get it. Uh, and then they get angry at me for calling them older. And uh, we move on from there. But uh, if you're over the age of 60, more than half of people have hypertension. Uh, there are some risk categories where people are more likely to get hypertension if you're diabetic, if you're overweight, uh, if you have kidney disease. Uh, so it, it, you know, it's a very broad uh, diagnosis. Um, there's not a day that goes by that we don't see a handful of people with hypertension. It's actually very rare that I'll see a geriatric patient, and if they're not on blood pressure medicine, I'm pretty surprised. Really? So it's that common. Um, why should I or the listeners be worried about hypertension? Uh, hypertension causes bad things is the bottom line. So, you know, if you have high blood pressure, you're at risk for heart disease, stroke, uh, kidney disease, vision problems, uh, worsening of aneurysms, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, it's just, it, it, it plays such an important role in all these um, all these pathologies that you want to do the best that you can to keep it under control. Okay. Can you give us an idea of why it, why it happens? Of course, the heart is pumping blood through your vessels. Um, and as you said, you get older or issues happening where this pressure increases. What, what is causing that? Well, I, I really wish I had a good answer for you. I mean, you know, the truth of the matter is the most common form of hypertension, essential hypertension. We really don't know why it happens. Uh, we know the after effects and, you know, there are certain chemicals uh, in the blood um, that show up when people have hypertension. But for the most part, when people have essential hypertension, there is no known cause. Um, it tends to run in families. Uh, there are other causes of high blood pressure that are associated with uh, other disease states, like kidney disease, heart disease, 
um, uh, glandular problems, adrenal problems. Uh, but, uh, you know, still in this day and age, hypertension is still somewhat of a mystery. Right. And you were going through a little bit of the common causes. And, and just for the listeners, again, to go over them a little bit, it would be obesity. Um, obesity smoking. is a contributor. Smoking is a contributor because of its effect on the blood vessels. 95% of people that have high blood pressure have what's called essential hypertension. Essential, okay. And um, that is that is uh, hereditary uh, somewhat. And um, again, there's no known attributable, direct attributable, attributable cause. Uh, 5% of the time, patients will have some underlying condition that will cause them to have high blood pressure. So those are people that have kidney disease, they have blocked arteries to the kidney, uh, they have some kind of um, uh, cardiovascular disease, they have high, uh, hyperthyroidism, or they have an adrenal problem, or they have sleep apnea is another uh, common uh, causative uh, re reason for secondary hypertension. But the majority of patients will have essential hypertension, which is actually a misnomer. Um, you know, we used to think that um, older people had to have high blood pressure to um, perfuse their organs because we saw in older people they always had high blood pressure. Right. Um, and that's where the term essential uh, hypertension comes from. But, but now we know that it's actually not a good thing. Okay. Um, <clears throat> People who have this high blood pressure, if we don't get it treated before we get into the treatment of it, what can actually start happening to the body if we don't treat this hypertension? Because I know a lot of people I speak to, um, they don't want to go get it checked. They kind of avoid it. They don't want to go on a medication. And you know, being in the health field, I always say you really should get it checked because it right. could cause problems down the line. So you know, one of the worrisome things about this condition is that it, in most cases, it doesn't have any symptoms, um, and it's uh, termed the silent killer for that reason. You know, if you do have symptoms, you're lucky because you'll it'll draw attention to it. Um, but most patients don't have any symptoms, and they only know when they show up to the doctor's office. And uh, if it goes for a long period of time, it is a contributor to heart disease and stroke. And half of us will succumb to heart disease, right. you know. So, you know, this is such a common problem, such a common contributor. And if you just lower your pressure just a few points, you know, that actually has a dramatic decrease in the uh, risks that, that are associated with uncontrolled hyper hypertension. Okay. And the people who are lucky to have symptoms, what would those symptoms be that someone might experience when they're having high blood pressure? Uh, occasionally, people will complain of headache, um, dizziness. Uh, occasionally, you'll have somebody with nosebleeds, but that these are the exceptions. The majority of people will have no symptoms whatsoever. When blood pressure gets to the dangerous level, the 180-plus range, then people will have symptoms. Uh, but at that point, it's already uh, a very dire situation. Right. I know at Atlantic Neurosurgical, of course, we deal with um, probably the most stroke cases in the state. Um, and when I was clinical, a lot of them were these hypertensive bleeds that people would get from uncontrolled hypertension. They would just have these sporadic bleeds in their brain. Yeah. Um, from very, just very scary stuff. Very scary stuff. Right. And it does harm your other organs, I guess, because your system is working at a, at a pressure that it shouldn't, so it wears things down. I always relate things to it like a machine. But you think about the heart. You know, the heart is a muscle, uh, just like your bicep. And what happens if you go to the gym and you lift weights? Right. You know, your bicep gets bigger. You know, so the heart goes through the same process. If it has to squeeze against uh, an elevated pressure, it's going to get thicker. 
And you may think that that's good to have a thick, strong heart, but uh, you know the reality is is that that's actually pathologic and uh, it can lead to advanced heart disease. Okay. So at the gym, we want bigger muscles, but not but a not the heart. heart. We'll leave the heart alone. <laughs> okay. Um, so we go. How does a typical person say they're feeling kind of different, or they're going to your office? Kind of work us through how they would be diagnosed with hypertension. They would visit you, and and you do a series of tests, or really just blood pressure. Uh, well, it's part, you know, fortunately, it's part of the vital sign. So everybody that walks in the door in the office is going to get their blood pressure checked. And the nice thing about being in primary care is we see people often enough that, um, you know, we can look through the records and see if on successive uh, visits, if they have had elevated blood pressure. Uh, and, and it's not like we're seeing them, you know, once every couple of years in most cases. So we have the luxury of looking at the records and seeing if they're trending upward or not. Uh, and if they're borderline high, then I'll tell them to keep a little blood pressure diary, uh, maybe purchase a machine, check it at home, and uh, have them follow up in a month or so, and then we'll go through the numbers. And if it's consistently elevated, then we'll consider treatment. Okay. Uh, before we get into the medical treatment, are there ways you can treat hypertension without medication? Uh, Non-medical <clears throat> uh, therapies are essential when uh, when dealing with hypertension. So, you know, diet and exercise always plays a role. If people lose weight, uh, if they cut down their alcohol consumption, if they get enough sleep, if they de-stress, you know, these are all things that will contribute to lowering blood pressure. Uh, dietary modification is crucial. You know, we ask people to uh, reduce their salt intake. There are diets that are specifically geared for preventing uh, hypertension. There's the, uh, um, the DASH diet. Uh, it's dietary approaches to stop hypertension, okay. which is a diet that is focused more on uh, fruits and vegetables, uh, lean meats, uh, low salt, you know, but I try and I try and keep it simple for my patients. I tell them, look, basically eat more plants and eat less animals. And, you know, that's something that kind of resonates with them and it hits home. That's an easy way to remember yeah. that. In family medicine, we're what we call lumpers. There are In medicine, there's lumpers and splitters. Okay. You know? So we look at the family medicine, we look at the big picture. Okay. You know? So I, I try and keep it simple, give them uh, some kind of advice that they can really take home. Okay. Um, great information. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be back with Dr. Alan Gellerstein, and we're going to find out how to treat hypertension. Be right back. There's a unique place in New Jersey that more and more people are discovering. A pioneer in healthcare, leading the way with programs like their nationally recognized spine center, skull base surgery center, and their brain tumor center. That place is Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists, ANS. Improving lives with exceptional neurosurgical services, medical firsts, and one-of-a-kind programs. ANS, home to New Jersey's largest group of world-renowned, fellowship-trained neurosurgeons offering advanced treatment options. ANS, a leader in stroke care with a success rate greater than the national average. Among the first in the country to use stent trievers, allowing surgeons to immediately restore blood flow to the brain. ANS, the leaders in spine care, using the latest minimally invasive techniques for spine surgery that actually reduce recovery time from weeks to days. ANS, restoring hope and helping patients regain their lifestyles. And it's all happening right here in New Jersey. For more information, go to ansdocs.com or call 973-285-7800. 
Welcome back to Answers Live. I'm your host, Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Our number to reach us at Atlantic Neurosurgical is 973-285-7800. And remember, surgery is always the last option at Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. We can see you and take care of a lot of your problems non-surgically. Today we're speaking with Alan, Dr. Alan Gellerstein. He is a board certified in family medicine from the Medical Institute of New Jersey. Again, to reach Dr. Gellerstein, it's 973 973- Two six seven two one two two. And today we were speaking of hypertension. We're learning a lot about it. And in the second half of the show, we're going to learn um, who treats hypertension and how. So again, Dr. Goldstein, welcome to the show again. And who treats hypertension? Uh, because it's so common, it's going to fall under uh, the care of the primary care doctors. So your family doctors, your internists, uh, nurse practitioners, uh, they're all going to be experts at treating hypertension. And there are some specialties because the organ system that they treat is particularly affected by high blood pressure will also have a, an interest in hypertension. So uh, nephrologists, kidney doctors, um, cardiologists, you know, because hypertension affects everything that they do, they're going to be experts in it. And if I have a very difficult case where I have somebody that's on four blood pressure medications and I still can't get them under control, you know, I'll send them to my, uh, you know, my uh, nephrology or cardiology colleagues. Okay. If something like that, would that be a different type? It wouldn't be an essential hypertension. Maybe it's kidney or or some type of Hormone causing it? Is that what happens? You know, sometimes it's uh, it's still essential hypertension. Every okay. once in a while you get people that are just very uh, difficult to control no matter what you throw at them. Um, and then sometimes they, they do have underlying disease. Okay. Are there any other testings that I should have done if I have hypertension? Or is that what you mean, go check cardiologists? Sure. Well, that, first you would go to your primary care doctor. And what we do, there's two goals when you're treating hypertension and what you're looking for. You want to, one make sure that you're not missing some other condition, one of these secondary causes of hypertension. So we do routine blood work, we check your kidney function, we check your potassium, um, we check a urinalysis. Uh, and then secondly, you wanna make sure that there's no damage that's been caused uh, by hypertension. So we check EKGs. You know, the EKG can reflect whether the heart muscles thickened or not. You know, sometimes we'll order a chest X-ray. If patient's at high risk, I'll send them to the cardiologist for a stress test uh, or a echocardiogram, which is an ultrasound of the heart. Um, if I suspect that they have kidney disease, I'll send them for an ultrasound of the kidneys. Uh, so there, are, there is quite a bit of testing that we routinely check associated with blood pressure. Okay. And um, say I'm, I'm your patient and I go and you diagnose me with hypertension. What are the common medications um, is the first part of the question that you would start treating someone with? Well, for years, the mainstay of treatment were uh, two classes of medicines, diuretics, um, which uh, make you lose a little bit of blood volume by, you know, peeing it off, and um, beta blockers, which uh, decrease the contractility of the heart. And uh, for the longest time, these were the mainstay medications for blood pressure. You know, we live in an era now where we're fortunate to have all these different medicines, and there's there's uh, all sorts of classes. There are ACE inhibitors, ARBs, calcium channel blockers, direct vasodilators, uh, renin inhibitors. And, and part of the art of medicine is choosing the right medication for the right patient. Um, you know, it's a, the problem with treating hypertension, it's an asymptomatic disease. So when people come to the office, they have, you know, they feel fine. Right. 
And it's a hard sell to the patient to say, look, I know you feel fine, but I want you to take this medicine. And the, er, the older medicines like the diuretics and the beta blockers, they have side effects, you know, and the side effects are not good. Right. You know, uh, diuretics can cause impotence. Nobody likes that. Right. And uh, beta blockers can cause impotence and also decrease your ability to exercise. You know, so if you're training for a marathon and then somebody puts you on a, a beta blocker, it's going to slow you down. Wow. You know, so you have to convince a patient that I know you feel fine, but I want you to take these medicines. So the guidelines for treating blood pressure have evolved. And where we used to say you should be using diuretics and beta blockers first line, now it's a, you know, it's, it's a free-for-all. You can use whatever you like. Um, and I adopted this in my practice very early, you know, even before the guidelines changed, because if you want a patient to be compliant or adherent to their, they, they have to be able to live with it. You right. know, so I almost always use ACE inhibitors and ARBs uh, first line just because they're better tolerated. Okay. Are there any side effects with those? Uh, well, you know, everything in, everything in medicine has yeah. side effects. Right. Uh, and with any intervention, we kind of weigh what are the benefits and what are the risks. And if the benefits outweigh the risk, then, it, then it's, you know, we take the plunge. Uh, with ACE inhibitors, the most common side effect is cough. It's about 7% of the time. Uh, it can cause an allergic cough. Mm. Uh, in some cases, it can actually contribute to allergies and sinusitis. Wow. Um, but it, for the most part, it's very well tolerated. There's always the rare allergic reactions, and some of them could be dangerous allergic reactions. But, you know, as a class, it's probably uh, one of the best uh, blood pressure medications. And then the ARBs are actually an improvement on that. They, they tend to have less of the cough. So I like using these agents first line. And do you titrate them up so you start people at the lowest dose and then move them up? Because a lot of people I hear going hypertension, they're like, oh, I have to go change it because I'm lightheaded or, you know, it lowers it too much. So how do you know how to regulate someone? Depending on the severity of their problem. Okay. You know, so if somebody's 140 over 90, I'm going to use a very low <coughs> dose of a medication. But if somebody is stage 2 hypertension, 160 over 100, I may actually start them on combination therapy right off the bat. And we have all sorts of, you know, not only do we have the medicines, we have three medicines combined in some uh, cases. Okay. What are some lifestyle changes that you could make to help treat and, I guess, uh, accompany when you go on to medication? <clears throat> so lifestyle is definitely losing weight uh, will, will help your cause. Um, and uh, diet. Diet and exercise are the cornerstone to treatment. So eating better, uh, getting enough sleep, um, de-stressing, you know, cutting out some of the, if you're able to do that, um, it's a difficult task for it most is. people. But, uh, you know, there, certainly it plays a crucial role in management of this problem. Okay. And um, over-the-counter drugs, I know people that have hypertension, me, I'm, I got a little bit of a cold myself, and you read on the box, and it's very scary sometimes that it says if you're on hypertensive medicine, do not take this. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, as long as you're you're checking with your doctor first, but there are a lot of medications over the counter that will contribute to high blood pressure. Um, so especially the cold medicines, you know, anything that has Sudafed in it or phenylephrine, uh, decongestants are uh, big culprits. Um, NSAIDs like uh, Advil, uh, Aleve, you know, they right. can also, uh, they can actually um, 
interact with the blood pressure medications too, and uh, they can cause high blood pressure. Uh, some prescription medicines too, you know, birth control pills are a known uh, culprit for causing high blood pressure. Okay. And what about the, the everyone talks about salt, you know, oh, don't, don't drink, you know, don't have salt, you'll raise your blood pressure. Um, a little bit about salt, is that true? Does it affect you know, hypertension? Absolutely. If you think about it, the, the way that um, the diuretics work is by reducing your blood volume. And the way that uh, salt causes high blood pressure is it causes you to retain fluid. Um, so the uh, American Heart Association recommends limiting salt intake to about 1,500 milligrams, 1. 1.5 grams, which, um, which is very difficult to do in this day and age because we eat so many processed foods that already have the salt you know, built in. in them, right. right. So you, know, you should not be adding salt to your meals, and you have to be somewhat conscious of the foods that you take in. I and mean, people know that, uh, you know, to avoid potato chips and things like that. But, you know, some some other foods, it's a little bit more difficult, like soups. A lot of them have sodium added to it. But reducing salt intake uh, can have a big impact in controlling your blood pressure. Right. And just eating out. I mean, when you go to restaurants, sometimes you'll you just can taste the amount of salt in a food. And... Right, right, because it's a preservative. It makes the, the food taste better. Um, if, you, if you're really serious about it and you have uncontrolled hypertension, you should be eating more meals at home. That's true, that's true. And before you said before, eat less, um, what was your thing about vegetables and meat? More plants, less animals. Okay, so really, I guess for a hypertension, like any health, really uh, keeping on a, a healthier diet, eating the right foods. Um, can someone that has hypertension, say they're a little bit overweight and they're not exercising, you, they have high blood pressure, can you reduce your weight eat healthier, and then get off medication. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. You know where we see this a lot, too, is now that we have uh, patients that have gone through gastric bypass. Yeah. You know, I'll see these patients, and, you know, when they drop 100 pounds, you know, their diabetes disappears, their blood pressure disappears. You know, so I think that kind of illustrates, you know, what the importance of weight loss has to managing these conditions. Right. I asked that because I, I have a friend who was overweight and, was on high blood pressure pills and cholesterol pills and all these, and he lost a substantial amount of weight and is off everything. Right, and it's our preference. You know, right. it's like I don't want you know I don't want to put people on medication, but at the same time I don't want them to have heart attack or a stroke. So if they could do something uh, to control their blood pressure in a non-pharmacologic manner, perfect, perfect. Right. Um, Takeaway messages I usually like to give to the listeners every day. Your takeaway messages on hypertension would be what for people that are listening? Go get your blood pressure checked. Okay. You know, because it's uh, it's a silent killer. You want, a good portion of the people that have hypertension don't even know that they have it. Right. You know, and we're talking numbers throughout the entire population. Twenty five percent of the population. You're talking seventy to you know eighty million people. I mean, you know, so just go to your doctor. Okay. And the baselines that we should uh, keep in our heads, a normal blood pressure is what? Uh, 120 over 80 or below. Um, between that and 140 over 90 is a category that we call prehypertension, meaning we should just take a little bit closer look. 140 over 90 is when we start treating. Um, 160 over 100, stage 2 hypertension. And then 180 plus is the bad category. Okay. And some of the symptoms they might experience that they should come see you sooner would be maybe headaches? Yeah, usually none. Um, and a lot of times people will attribute 
symptoms to hypertension, but it, you know they may just be having migraines. So you you know the truth is most people don't have symptoms. Okay. Yeah, sometimes I notice when I'm stressed, I get this weird feeling. I'm like, I must have high blood pressure. But that's the stress itself, probably. Um, thank you so much for coming on. This is Dr. Alan Gellerstein again. He's from the Medical Institute of New Jersey. To reach him, it's 973-267-2122. So those who are listening who have not had your blood pressure checked, you need to call him up and make an appointment. I'm Tom Wood from Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialist. Again, our number is 973 973- Two eight five seven eight zero zero. Please visit our website at ansdocs.com to learn more about the largest neurosurgical group in the state. I want to thank you all for listening, and I will talk to you again next Sunday. Join us again next week for Answers Live, your community medical connection, making a partnership of good health. The preceding program was paid for by Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. The views and opinions expressed on Answers Live are not necessarily those of the staff and management of the station. Management has not investigated the claims made during this program. The views and medical recommendations of guests on Answers Live are not necessarily those of Atlantic Neurosurgical Specialists. As always, consult your health professional regarding any medical decision.